This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. I know. So sorry, y'all. We were gone for a week. We sure were. But we are back and better than ever. <laughs> We needed a little bit of time to recover after my birthday weekend. Oh, we sure did. It was a, a very intense weekend, and truth be told, we didn't have enough content already prepared to put on air, so we needed to record stuff, and that just wasn't going to happen. No, we had to recover. <laughs> yeah, we needed a little bit of rest. So we are back, and it is Wednesday, and we are excited to be here. Hello again, everyone. How are you? I'm still recovering. I got sick from your birthday. I think all of us got sick. We went, um, y'all have heard from Erica and Steve, uh, and then they both kind of came back not feeling too well either. Mm -hmm. And then we both kind of had like sinus infections too. Yeah, and it was, I mean, we're a little bit older, so when we say we partied, it may be a little different for some people, but it was just the staying up late, getting up early over and over and over that did it for me. Well, yes, because we are older, we can't sleep till two o'clock in the morning, so we were up at like, or afternoon, there you go, Um, and we were getting up at like eight, nine (laughs) o'clock every morning and trying to like get ourselves together, and that was a little bit of an issue. It was. But it was good. It was a fantastic birthday. Um, I'm very thankful for that. Um, so I'm super happy. We had such a good time. We traveled to D.C. Yes, and it was Black Pride. It was Black Pride there, which was a lot of fun. So we got to partake in the Black Pride mm-hmm. affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great brunch. We went to a lot of really great bars. We were walking all around DuPont Circle. We were. We spent a lot of time with your uncle, which was lovely. That was a good time. And then, Mm -hmm. like I said, we had Steve and Erica with us, and that was fun. It was just a really great weekend. It was. We played a ridiculous amount of Heads Up and laughed our full heads off. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. I I don't know how you could. That was the hallmark of the entire trip. I don't know if I'll ever be able to play Heads Up ever again, though, because Steve (laughs) kind of set the bar for (laughs) Heads Up impressions. So I think that that was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. It was such a good time. We took the bus, too, which was an experience all its own. First of all, here, I'm going to set up like a little PSA. If you do decide that you're going to take a bus from city to city, please do not have two-hour conversations on the phone behind the head of the person that is sitting in front of you laughing and going on and on like other people care or want to hear about your affairs. (laughs) Like, that was just a hot mess for a really long time, and it was just not that much fun. So, that's all. You're hysterical. It was a thing. But, I guess we should hop right into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week. What do you think? All right. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will highlight a great couple within the community as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, tag us on some of your great couples pictures on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook, and we will take a look. Um, Also, if you know of a great gay or lesbian or other couple that you would like for us to take a look at, definitely send them our way as well, and we will do our part to take a look at them. Our handle is at podrelationship, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This week, we are highlighting uh, a gay couple that I actually learned about while reading a newspaper article. I mean, it wasn't an actual newspaper, but I was reading the news on the Twitter, um, (laughs) and I learned about this couple. Um, It is about a couple out of Denver, Colorado, and I hope I do not butcher your name too terribly, um, but it is Chris Huizar, Huizar and his boyfriend Gabe Roman. Um, the news report read that at one o'clock in the morning, both Chris and Gabe were walking home after leaving a nightclub in Denver, Colorado. The two of them were holding hands and they were then attacked by a 24 year old moron um, that hurtled homophobic slurs at them. And uh, then went about stabbing the couple. He stabbed Gabe in the neck and then stabbed Chris in his hand and his and in his back. Um, 
Both of them were quickly rushed to the hospital. Um, Chris laid with Gabe in his arms as he was bleeding out. Um, and, uh, and the news, the, the report read that Chris was, you know, praying that his boyfriend wouldn't die right then and there. Um, but they were rushed to the hospital and they were treated. Um, Chris is okay, um, physically, um, but Gabe is still in the hospital at the moment. Um, and so the two of them have started a GoFundMe so that they could, um, help pay for the, medical bills that of course come along with all of this treatment that is necessary. Um, but I really wanted to highlight them because, um, I think that they are a beautiful couple. Um, and I love that they care so much about one another. Um, Chris was literally just saying that the only thing that they were doing was being themselves Mm. and holding hands with them, you know, and, and walking home and, uh, this whole nightmare happened and and it's just kind of sad. Yeah. I, um, you know, I went to school in Denver and I used to go to church, the nightclub, um, that they were, that they were at. And, you know, that's not a terrible area. It's not a scary neighborhood. Um, and that I think is what's most frightening for me, um, is that this could have happened to anybody. And the reason we're highlighting them is not only, this tragedy and that we want to support them and their um, GoFundMe. Uh, but also, what was going on with them before that? They were a wonderful couple. Uh, an amazing and adorable couple. So, of course, we had the opportunity to take a look at their Instagram and get to know them a little bit more by way of social media, of course, mm-hmm. and, and, and the images that they've put out there for us. And they were a very loving and together and adorable and really, really cute and uh, just great couple. Um, Chris is a fierce queen. <laughs> has some amazing looks that um, any makeup artist would be jealous of. It's true. Um, and then, of course, Gabe was a very loving and it seems like a very doting boyfriend. Hmm. Um, and the two of them just seemed very, very special. Um, you know, it, it's kind of unfortunate that we have to talk about them by way of this tragedy. Um, but to your point, Tony, there is a beautiful couple that existed prior to this nightmare. And one that will exist even stronger after it. Absolutely. Um, so if you would like to follow the couple, please go on Instagram. Chris is at fatty underscore Chris. That's F-A-T-T-Y underscore C-H-R-I-S. And then Gabe is at Gabe underscore R underscore Roman um, spelled out. Um, and then you can also go on their Go GoFundMe page, which is www.gofundme.com slash profile slash Christopher dash H-U-I-Z-A-R dash Z-X-E-R-E. We'll put that link in the show notes so that you have access to it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I know the couple was looking to raise $5,000. Um, I'm hoping that they're at their goal or somewhat close to it. Um, but please donate whatever it is that you can give to them. And please help them continue to be the wonderful couple that they are. Um, we are going to take a very short break. And when we get back, we've got a fun game that we're going to play today. If you live in the New York City area and you're looking for more relationship content, join us for our monthly group meeting where we and like-minded couples and singles within the community will discuss relationship topics related to the podcast. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship and join. That's shit with an exclamation point instead of an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the group page where you will have the opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue surrounding many important relationship topics and get the opportunity to connect and have fun with others within the community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting. And we are back. That's not really the theme song to this game. That's my game show theme music. 
So, if you guys haven't guessed already, we're going to play a nice little fun game. If you remember, I don't know our audience and whether or not they were around during this time period, but there used to be an amazing show on TV called The The Newlywed Newlywed Game. Game. Um, Kind of the premise of the game was they had a panel of three couples, recently married couples, and the host would just essentially ask each one of the wives questions about their husbands or themselves, and then they would bring the husbands out and they would ask the husbands the questions, and the whole goal was for the two answers to match. Um, Here's a little side note. My uncle and aunt were on an episode of the Newlywed Game. Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? So they get to hear the theme music. Yeah, which wasn't that one. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, so we're going to play a little game of the The Newlywed Game. Um, so G-A-Y-M-E. G-A-Y-M-E. Good job. Um, yeah, so what we're doing right now, um, we already had a list of, what is it, 12 questions. And they were answered. Um, I answered all the questions the way that, you know, I, I would answer them. And so we're going to ask Tony uh, this round it, to see if he has any matches for us. Uh, for my questions, if you will. And then um, next week, we're going to play... Tony's round where we're going to ask him all the questions and see if I can match to his answers. This is where the audience would gasp or clap. I know, right? <laughs> so let's start the first round. Um, so the first question is, where did you go on your first date? First date, Ruby Tuesday. That is a match. That is awesome. That's good. We did really well with that one. Yeah, I picked Ruby Tuesday. As you guys can remember, that was Tony's um, gift card date. (laughs) (laughs) Which was great. For the record, we had gone on what most people would consider dates prior to that. Just for the record. Okay. (laughs) So the next question is, what adjective best describes your spouse on your wedding date? Oh... On your Um, wedding day, I should say. I don't want to get in trouble, so happy? Is that what your answer is? That's what I wrote. (laughs) I picked tired. (laughs) (laughs) I was exhausted. Yeah, I was exhausted uh, only because we, we had been up for like days, like trying to get everything prepared prior to our wedding. And I was just exhausted by the time we finally got around to getting married. There were many other more colorful words I was going to use, but I didn't want to get slapped oh. on here. <laughs> That's a good point. Moving on. Um, next question is, what was the first meal your partner cooked for you, and was it good? I honestly don't remember, but I'm sure it was good. Do you not remember I what the remember. meal was? Mm-mm. So what did you answer? I don't, I don't remember. You have to make a guess. That's literally what I wrote. I don't remember. <laughs> well, that's not a guess. Um, the spicy spaghetti. Oh, I figured it would be Italian. Do you remember that? <laughs> you came over to my apartment and I had cooked food for you and it was the spicy spaghetti. And you were like, you put peppers in this red sauce. And I was like, yeah, you were like, I like this. <laughs> it's not your grandmother's sauce and I would never try to be her. But you enjoyed that very much. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, actually. It's funny. Uh, so the next question is, what is the name of your be- of your spouse's best friend? I mean, technically it's Tony because it's me. Oh. But he wrote Dwayne, I'm sure. No, incorrect. I wrote Gloria. Oh, G-Viv. Sorry, G-Viv. Not Sorry, saying Dwayne. that Dwayne is not my best <laughs> friend, but like my first ever best friend was definitely mm. Glow. Yeah, so that's not a match. Boo. Yeah, we should be keeping track of all of these to see whether or not we got rights and wrongs. Someone's but keeping score. I hope someone. That's we, three. We That's need three we listeners. didn't get, and we're yeah. on five, so I got two right. Yikes. Yeah. We're going to get divorced by the end bit. of this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next, what is your spouse's favorite restaurant? Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> that is a match. <laughs> 
Yes, I love Cheesecake Factory. I feel like they have the best, longest menu known to man. They have a novel. It hurts my wrist to pick it up. It's really good. But they have so <laughs> many good things. Those avocado egg rolls. And you live for those. They and give the tiramisu. Every time. Oh, You're my a big God. Fan of the tiramisu All the food. It, there's something for everyone at Literally. the Cheesecake Factory. Literally something for everyone. It is so good. Um, all right. Next question. If your spouse won the lottery, what would be the first thing they buy? The very first thing would be either clothes or an overpriced handbag. I feel like you don't know me at all. Uh-huh. I said a bigger apartment. <laughs> the first thing? Yeah. You know how long that takes? I don't care. The, I would put the money down to make a bigger apartment happen And first. on the way, you would do some shopping. No, I would get the bigger ap- apartment <laughs> that had the bigger closet. So then all the stuff that I wanted to buy, i.e. clothes and or bags, could fit in. But you have it. to think this one through to actually get the bigger apartment. It takes months. No, not months. Yes, it does. Maybe you have 30 to go days to, to 60 days. Yeah, that's months. Yeah. The first thing I would get is a bigger apartment. You have apartment. to find it. I would get a bigger apartment. Right. I stand by my answer. Fine. I stand by mine. Yeah. Let's it, win the lottery well, and was, find out. It was wrong. <laughs> uh, it wasn't wrong. It just wasn't a match. <laughs> how does your spouse i.e. me like his steak cooked well now thanks to me you like it medium that is a match Mm. (laughs) yes i do like my steak medium before i met tony i thought that the only way to eat meat was well done and then i learned hockey puck yeah and then i learned that it having a little juice in your meat (laughs) that sounds so wow I taught him that, folks. <laughs> it's a little bit better. <laughs> Spicy spaghetti and juicy meat. You yeah, heard it here. There you go. Um, yeah, so that was a great... <laughs> that was a great one. Um, all right, so the next question is, what is your spouse's favorite time of day for making love? Um, I said late morning after the dog goes out. That is not a match. Oh. But that's not inaccurate. My most favorite is nighttime. Because <laughs> then you get to go to sleep after that. Okay. Next question is, what is your spouse's favorite clothing color? Gray. That is a match. That's easy. Yeah, it is. I do. I like to wear gray. And because we live in a place like New York, we tend to wear a lot more uh, like black and stuff like that. So this is definitely a lot more appreciated. All right. On to the next. Um, What is the next question? Which one of you proposed marriage first? You, then me. I did. I did propose marriage first. I proposed it over looking at some rings at um, what? There was like this little rinky dink jewelry store mm-hmm. when we were living in Florida. And you got shut down. I did. I got super denied. <laughs> it was not a good feeling. <laughs> and here we are. Still recovering from that. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question is Do you believe that two people can still be madly in love even when they get old and gray? Of course I do. And I also made a little note that said Marco probably made a comment about how I'm already old and gray. Actually, I said none of those things, but I did say absolutely, yes. (laughs) I do think that you can be in love and madly in love when you get old and gray. That is my goal in life. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason why I'm here. To get old and gray? You're succeeding. I'm getting old and gray, and you've been there for a really long time. The old fart. I'm not old. <laughs> All right. Which one of us, last question, which one of us controls the TV? I was very PC, and uh, this was a trick question, and I said, both of us. That's also inaccurate. But I kind of see where you were going with it. I said you. And the only reason why I said you is if you actually think about it, you always have the remote. You're the remote controller. (laughs) 
who just had the remote the entire time we were watching that TV? was because you were in <laughs> okay so this is like one time but like out That's of both of us but out of 20 you probably have it like 18 of the of mm. those times i still think it's both of us because i usually leave it in the middle yeah, but I never do it. That's the reason why I consistently ask you how to work parts of the TV, because I don't control it. That's true. So, I win that one, too. Not really. <laughs> so, I, we weren't keeping score, but I think we got more wrong than we got right. I don't know. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to tally this up. Sounds good. We'll be back in a bit. Hey, folks. It's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need a favor. Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast, and your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's block. <laughs> Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationship better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks! Thanks. And we're back. For those of you not keeping score in the last segment or waiting with breath that is baited for the actual score, half and half, six and six. Six right, six wrong. So I guess that means what? Counseling? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a really, I think that would be a really, really good conclusion. Right? You, you win, you, you get to stay married, you lose, you get divorced, so counseling? We're in the middle, yeah. There you go. Awesome. Uh, well, that was fun. I had a good time with that yeah, one. Yeah, it was cute. It was fun to kind of get to know. Stay tuned next week for my segment. I know. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this week we're talking about keeping romance alive while in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You know, relationships are so interesting because, you know, during the beginning, there's always this what, like fantasy phase, right? Where everyone's... Honeymoon. Yeah, honeymoon yeah. phase where everyone's laughing and loving and everything's really really good and then you get into the meat and potatoes of the relationship and you kind of start learning things that uh are a little bit more in depth about one another some of those things you're like oh okay that's a thing some of the things you're really excited about others you're like ready to choke each other out about it right (laughs) or maybe that's just me i'm speaking for myself (laughs) um Yeah, so there's, you know, you go through a lot of shit, right, when you're in a relationship with one another. Um, Well, and you go through a lot of mundane, like, don't discount that. That kills romance, too. Yeah. Clipping toenails, mm, what a turn on. Do you feel like the romance in our relationship has died down? You know, it's hard for me to say where we're at, because I was thinking about this, and, you know, I know I'm not as romantic as I was. But I don't think that's a factor of time so much as you don't feed me romance. You're not a romantic person. So I think in the all the time we've been together, I've come home and you've surprised me once with something that I would call romantic. I would say once. Um, and I remember it vividly. Which um, time was that? Oh, it's not appropriate for all audiences. <laughs> Okay. Suffice, suffice to say, it started with cooking dinner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I Okay. But here's my thing is, I feel like society has this very cinematic definition of romance, that romance has to come in uh, a specific form, i.e., hanging upside down in the middle of the rain and pulling the, you know, Spider-Man mask halfway down your face and doing a makeout scene in the middle of an alley, right? Like, that's a romantic scene. Or, um, you know, anything that comes from Dear John or The Notebook or anything of that sort. Like, I feel like we make that the dictionary definition of romance. And that is not me. I am not that person. I don't necessarily find that stuff to be very romantic. Um, But I feel like there are lots of romantic moments that we share with one another that are not that. Um, 
that I believe in and that make me feel good and make me feel like our relationship is in a good way. Um, but I mean, it, my plan was to take a backseat to you for most of this segment because I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say on this topic because I know for you, a lot of things that you consider to be romantic are things that I consider to be chores. <laughs> but it's not, it's it, it's acts of service. So if my, my uh, love language is like acts of service, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I... Uh, really love the idea of uh, of a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Like I love for contribution. I love for involvement. I love for um, a combining of the brains. Like I love for us to be doing things together. That's romantic for me. Um, you know, if I am... Uh, I don't know, doing a project and you're like right alongside me, asking me questions, giving input, talking with me about it. Hey, let's go grab a drink really quickly and talk about it together. Like, you know, kind of thing like that. Bring your notebook. Like, we'll do that. Like, that would be romantic to me. I remember I had come back from traveling um, and you were like, hey, I just want to take you to dinner. Like, I just want to take you to dinner. Like, I know you're busy. I know you're tired. I have you here for half a night. But can I just go take you to dinner really quickly? Like that was super romantic to me. Mm-hmm. And it was very comfortable and it was very casual. And we went and had dinner. I didn't even eat <laughs> that much. But we were together. And like that was super special to me. Romance doesn't have to be showering with gifts or uh, having a, a four-piece orchestra like playing outside the window as you're like making this like grand declaration of all those things. Like I don't, I don't need that stuff because I just it doesn't feel authentic to me. That kind of stuff doesn't feel authentic to me. Romance to me is like show me that you care, show me that you're paying attention, show me that you love me, show me that you're involved, show me that you're participating, show me that you want to like take some things off my plate so that I am comfortable and together. And you do that. There are a lot of times where like you're doing romantic things and you don't even realize that you're doing it. And I'm very appreciative of it. And it makes me feel really good. And then there are times where you go extreme with the romance and it's not reading as romantic to me. It's reading as trying too hard. Like, and, and I don't need that. Like I don't need I don't need doves, 12 doves, like being released Why into 12? the air. I don't know. It just felt like the right number. <laughs> um, but, See, he's not romantic. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't need that stuff. Romance is just not that to me. Like, It's not that to me either, but romance is the cute little note in your bag you know, I that love you that. didn't know. You know, romance is the random flower and card that is, you know, at home. Um yeah, I mean, there's the the, go, the making sure to keep dating, like that's that's romance to me. Um, you know, doing things like random. I mean, I I was thinking about like just you know what are some ways that I like to be romantic, and I was thinking, uh, gosh, you know, Facebook, random. I never post on Facebook, but I I realized this. So I was like, oh, Facebook's like, hey, by the way, five years ago today this happened, or three years ago today this happened, or whatever. And I thought about, it. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cute and romantic to find like three years ago today, something silly and stupid and like go reenact it, like go back to that place for dinner or whatever. And not like a big anniversary, just a, Hey, you know, three years ago today, we went to this place for the first time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? And then we did this and oh my gosh, we were friends with so-and-so at that time and blah, blah, blah. And like, just that, that I thought would be cute and romantic. I think that's very romantic. And that means you're paying attention. And, uh, you know, just for clarification, you feel like some of what I think is romantic Sounds like chores to you. Oh, yeah. It's not that it's actually chores. My thing is I t- taking stuff off my plate. Like, if you know that I'm going to come home and not be able to relax because there's clothes in the dryer that need to be folded or there's a toilet that needs to be cleaned, like, it's helpful if you're like, hey, I know you're tired. I know you're getting home a little bit late. Don't worry about cleaning the toilet. I did that for you already. Like, that's the romantic thing for me. It, it, it's not, 
I cleaned the whole apartment for you. You know, it's it's that. Or you could say, you know what, guess what? There's a house cleaner that's coming on Saturday and she's going to clean the house for two hours. And in those two hours, you and I are just going to go take the dog for a walk and be out of the house. But I don't want you to have to stress out about cleaning the apartment on Saturday. I just want you to have a really good time. Like, that would be romantic to me. Mm. Like, again, just taking things off my plate, thinking outside the box, like making sure because, you know, me, I'm very tasky and you know that I can't necessarily cool down until I know that things are done (laughs) and that makes it very challenging for me to like rest and relax so if you can get me in like a comfortable mood that's why I'm so fun on vacations is because I have nothing to do like there's no lists or things that I have to worry about so I can rest and relax so if you can give me that taking those things away from him so he doesn't have to worry about them that is romantic to me Like, that's super just helpful. Hmm. Not my love language, but I understand it's yours. And that's why, even though, and this is something else for me that's, like, kind of key to keeping romance alive is you don't, it doesn't have to make sense to you. It just has to make sense to your partner. Sure. And so it doesn't make sense to me. But when I was homesick from work last week, I did the laundry and I cleaned the kitchen. And, like, those were things that I did because I knew they mattered to you and I had the time to do them. So I should do them. Um yeah. Uh, so going back to the original topic, keeping romance alive, I would say for me, that's one of the things that keeps romance alive is it doesn't it doesn't have to be romantic to me. It has to be romantic to you. Um, and while there are ways to meet in the middle or have a mutual ground, if you're trying to be romantic, you have to remember that your partner is the one you're trying to be romantic with. Like you can please yourself as a secondary gain, but... Your primary gain is to be keeping your partner feeling romanced, not necessarily to keep you feeling romanced. Absolutely. I completely agree. And there are times like and and I try to do my best to romance you the, the ways that I know that you do. Like, so, for example, I know little things you like touch. You like mm-hmm. Like being together, things like that. So like I know if we're sitting in a movie theater and we're watching a movie together, you love it when I reach my hand over and hold your hand. Yeah, hold my hand. Yeah, and I know you like that. (laughs) So those are things that I try to give to you to make sure that you feel good um, and that you feel, you know, wanted and or loved and things like that. Um, I think it's very romantic that you text me every day and ask me how I'm doing and how is work going. And see, that's romantic to me. It's little, but it's like you're thinking about me. And that makes it really, really special to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so those are things I just think that that's good. It's necessary in a relationship to make sure to keep those things together. Let me ask you this question, though. Do you feel because there is a strong comfortability with the two of us? Like we are very comfortable with one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, we use the restroom with the door open. Mm -hmm. There's very little privacy that goes on. Zero privacy. Yeah. With with each other. Do you feel like that is um, k- kind of a problem with making sure that romance is consistent in our relationship? No. I can see where other people would feel that way, and I could see where that would cause problems for them. I don't think you and I, I don't think our brains are wired that way. I've always found it so strange when people close the bathroom door when they're like together. I'm like, you, you know what's going on there. <laughs> like... That's what that room is for, and everyone does it. So why is that a thing that has to be private? Or, like, you're getting ready in the morning ritual. Like, it involves several steps and several devices, things, whatever. Devices. Products, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, devices. You have at least a couple of different, like, devices. They're devices. <laughs> there's things that, like, pinch and curl and twist and whatever. Like, there's... And brush and... There's all kinds of stuff. Okay. You use... You use... It may not be the most advanced technology, but it's technology. Like, there's, you know... There's fulcrums. Like, it's, it's technology. Okay. So, you use all that stuff. And, like, there's plenty of people who would be like, oh, no, I have to do that in private. You can't see me. Get ready. You can't. The, say, the saying, you can't see me without my face. Like, I've just never understood that. I'm not dating you because of what you look like made up. I'm dating you for you. Or I'm married to you for you. Like, so I've just... And, again, there's nothing wrong with that. For some people, that does make all the difference in the world. And more power to them. I'm not trying to knock that down. I'm just saying for you and I, no, I don't think that's... I don't think that's what it is at all. Hmm. Not at all. I um, 
you feel differently? No, I love the comfortability that you and I have with one another. And I think it's very special and I think it's very us. So I, and I, I don't know that a world exists <laughs> in which it would not no. look that way. Um, but I will say that, um, that we are a lot and they're like, so, I mean, doing a number two on the toilet with the door open and stuff like that, like right in front of one another, like you can't, you can't return from that, you know? So, <laughs> like, so like, it, it's kind of hard to like do that and try to jump into a romantic side with one another, you know, it, it's kind I of, didn't, not for me. It's kind of difficult to walk around the house belching at the top of your lungs. Well, that's you. That is not me. That is so you and all our friends know is you. That is not me. <laughs> I am a lady ass face. Uh, <laughs> a bearded lady um, who belches. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of hard to do that stuff and then like, you know, come and like try to make out with one another. Like those things look and feel a teeny bit different. For you. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. It beca- I don't have a problem with I, that. And I'm not saying that it's a huge problem. And look, we make it work, right? But I do think that there are certain elements of it that's kind of like, oh, like if that didn't happen, like and there was a little bit of mystery for one another, it, like I feel like that would be not a bad thing as well. You know? Well, I think the topic is keeping romance alive and sure. i think that the key is just like everything else we've talked about like communicate with your partner what does romance look like for you we mentioned the love languages maybe look up what that is um because it's very interesting um you don't have to read the whole book you can just read the you know the, the summary snippets, yeah. um because it's you know there's a few categories and finding out what category your partner belongs to can be really helpful um and then just doing the check-in have you been getting enough romance lately I also think that romance can be scheduled, and I don't think that there's yeah. anything wrong you with that. You and I that. have a date night once a week. Yeah, and I think that sticking to that and, and literally making it a calendar reminder kind of thing like that is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And then talking about what is should be expected during that date night is is really important, too, because then you have you know, then you know what to do. Then you know that you're going to get a little bit gussied up to, you know, go out and look good for one another, or you're going to be comfortable and casual and go catch a movie together with one another and have something to eat or whatever your version of a date night looks like. Like you can figure that out together. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really important. Um, So I think that that is really good too. I think it's also really important to have a conversation with one another about what each other, um, does and does not do to romance one another so that each other knows because again there might be you know scenario scenarios in which the partner feels like they're being romantic and you're like I'm not reading that as romantic I'm reading that as annoying you know or whatever and you just don't know that so it would be super helpful to like have a frank conversation about what is romantic what it looks like to you you know, are you the person that expects flowers every once a week, you know, or are you the person that just loves post-its, you know, in your lunch bag that you carry with you to work every or single day shoe. or in your shoe or something of that sort. But also I would say be open to your partner's love language. Like just because you receive romance in a certain way doesn't mean that you should discount what's romantic to them. So if it's romantic to them to do this whatever over the top thing every once in a while let that be romantic let that sort of wash over you and it's okay to be hokey it's okay to be corny it's it's all right like you can do it once in a while that's fine but i think just again just like everything else we've said like it's it's key to just have that conversation and check in. What does romance look like to you? What yeah, does it look I mean, like to you? Well, think about... Ro- I I would think about romance as like a bank account, right? Like, yeah. So I feel like the more money that you put into... Like, you can put like, you know, a cute little love note here, cooking dinner for you there, taking you out, you know, for a boat ride there. Like, you can do those little things. So then that way, like, once you get like... 10 romances in there like mini romances in there then you can kind of cash out on a big one right so then that might be 
an uber romantic getaway for the weekend where, you know, it's like all inclusive and you guys stay in a room for two days that you literally don't see outside the entire time. Right. <laughs> like that, like maybe that's what it is, you know, but like, again, talking about it and figuring it out is the smartest thing to do mm-hmm. and making sure that each other is getting what each other is looking for when it comes to the definition of romance. I think that that's really important. Yeah, I would say start out by figuring out what your definition is. Your own and your partner's. And your partner's definition of romance. Yeah, absolutely. But keep keep romance alive. That was my best... What is it? I don't know. Um, I'm going to move on from there. Um, but I think that... that someone, <laughs> someone is about to take away your black card. It's not me. No, I know to. it's Jesse Jackson. But then I was like realizing... I was like, I don't know that everyone is going to recognize that reference. So I don't want to like... Do that. Wait, you'll do the newlywed game, but you're worried about Jesse Jackson? Well, I'm doing the newlywed game because it was fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, so anyways. Yeah. So no, just I think, again, it's just really, really important to keep that spark alive moving forward Agreed. in your relationship. Don't let that fire burn, uh, die down. There you go. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to dive into our listener situations. Hey, y'all. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your life. If you love relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at pod relationship for even more content and information. If you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. We will read your questions on the air, share our thoughts, and offer guidance based on our experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a five-star rating and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated. On behalf of Marco and myself, I want to sincerely thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. All right, folks, it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshitquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our very best to give some guidance if you can handle all this jelly. No, oh, jeez. I, I think I'm ready for that jelly. <laughs> Before we begin, uh, I have to make an announcement. Okay. Our show has surpassed 1,000 listens. Woohoo! <laughs> Cue the music and the confetti. Yay. Pop the champagne. Uh, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone um, for listening. That is a great number, um, and we hope to just continue to grow, to think that um, over a thousand people have heard, uh, or that the message has been heard over a thousand times is, um, it's, it's really quite heartening. I mean, the goal is to add to the narrative and I would say uh, a thousand times being heard is adding to the narrative. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, and please continue to listen and support and, and suggest to friends and family and anybody that you think could really, uh, use the messages that we are trying to pass along to the community. Um, again, we are really, really humbled by the fact that people would even give two shits about what it is that mm. we have to say. Um, and uh, we're going to continue to do the work that we need to do on our end to make sure that we are continuing to bring you guys great content, you people great content. Um, and make sure that everybody feels uh, good about it and continues to be a part of our narrative and our family that we are creating. So thank you all. There you go. From the Cretelles. <laughs> all right. So the first situation says, greetings, Cretelles. Thank you for the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. I am a 28-year-old gay man living in the South, um, and as you can imagine, my access to gay content and gay culture is very limited. I do know. I grew up in the South, too. Um, Your show has been a welcome refuge from the craziness that is my life, and it gives me hope for my dating future. Well, that's good. Here's my question. Seeing as how I live in the South, I don't have the opportunity to visit gay clubs safely, and dating sites are incredibly dangerous and sometimes gross. 
What advice uh, would you give to gays like myself that live in a small town and want to meet someone for serious dating but don't have access to gay culture like it is in larger cities? Thanks in advance for the help. Signed, Just a Small Town Boy. Oh, I love that song. (laughs) Um, So as a small town boy who grew up in the South, um, there were three gay people in town. Um, One was much older than me. Um, One was... Uh, a bit older than me, and one I actually never met. I just heard he exists in absentia. Um, so dating wasn't much of an option for me. Um, I know I ended up having some very unhealthy infatuations with my friends um, before I actually got to have anything that was like actually dating men who were interested in men. Um, and going to college helped. Uh, having friends uh, that were gay helped. But even we had to go. I mean, I think the club was an hour and a half away. Um, and that was all we got was the club, right? And we know what um, you know value systems are going on there. Not that there's anything wrong with clubs. But you know, I've always said that there's a very specific reason people go to clubs late at night and drink alcohol. Um, and that's fine, but that's not all that gay culture has to offer. And it's certainly not all that relationships um, can offer. Uh, I have to tell you, if you are the type that can be a pioneer uh, in your town and start some sort of group or some sort of social club or some sort of support, um, that you will discover that you're not the only one. Um, But if you aren't that person or you feel like your town isn't that way, I have to be honest with you. The thing that worked for me was leaving. That That is the truth. Um, you know, I have some friends now who, uh, are in the South, uh, and move there on purpose because they want to change what's going on there. Um, one of our friends actually said the reason that he moved to the South, he works for the ACLU. And the reason he moved to the South was because he felt that he was needed there more than he was needed in New York. He felt like the fight was won in New York and needed to be won more in the South. Mm -hmm. And I love that about him and I love him for that. Um, I also think that's true. That doesn't mean you have to leave the South, period, but go someplace bigger. Like, you know, if you're in North Carolina, go to Charlotte. If you're in Georgia, go to Atlanta. Like, I mean, there are different options uh, of places to go. But live as a person who lived in a small town, um, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone in a small town, but I can tell you my experience and the experience of the friends that I've made over the years is that it is um, it can be incredibly lonely. And um, if you want to have happiness, especially like healthy, because not only is it hard to just have a healthy relationship like for anyone, but when you're not getting to practice and you're not being taught good values and um, all that's going on all at once, it just makes it even more difficult. I feel like I was even further behind uh, as a result of that. So, um, yeah, if you can build your community. But if you can't, don't be afraid to go and find one. Yeah, I mean, my advice is kind of piggybacking off of the advice that you gave, which is incredible, to be honest with you. But um, I think that even in like a smaller form, I think it would be really great for you to start trying to figure out like quarterly trips that you can make. Um, One of the things that I came to realize is that this country is so beautiful and so large and there's so many pockets of greatness that exist from coast to coast and from every corner of every coast. Um, And so what would really be beneficial for you is to give yourself the opportunity to go visit and be a part of different places. Um, in the in the midst of trying to decide whether or not it it is you actually do want to move, um, I would visit some really really great places. You know there are some incredible gay themed cities <laughs> that are out there. Miami has an incredible gay culture. Of course, New York City has an incredible gay culture. San Francisco, Los Angeles has a fun, wonderful gay culture. There are little places in between, like Provincetown, which is somewhere that Tony and I really want to go visit. Apparently, Salt Lake City is popping with the gays right now, too. Portland, we know. Portland has a really good, great... Uh, Austin. Yeah, Austin has a uh, has a fun culture. Houston. Houston. So I would challenge yourself to, like... Charlotte. Charlotte. Go visit these places. Like, go out and about 
and visit and try these things. And again, make it quarterly and and make it your goal to like stay right in the center of all of the gay madness so that you can (laughs) figure it all out and see if that's your scene and see what it's like and go out there and meet people and have fun and shake hands and other body parts and see if, <laughs> shake glands yeah and see if there's an opportunity <laughs> to meet people and connect with people and and you may you may find somebody while you're out and about, which would be really cool. Um, I would never suggest moving for someone that you just recently met, but you may have found yourself a, a place that uh, has more options, really connects with you and speaks yeah. to you as a human being that you were like, oh my God, I didn't even know this place exists. And now this is where I would like to go. Um, just try it out. I think that that would be really fun. Give yourself that exposure and give yourself that opportunity. And let me tell you, the gays love a person who's traveling <laughs> they and southern boys and and southern boys and they swarm mm-hmm. to those guys all the time so do that for yourself and then do that in the meantime while you are in your small town i do think that it would be beneficial for you to um be safe and if you don't feel safe being on the grinders and the jacks of the world like don't um but definitely give yourself the opportunity to um you know be present i don't know how open or how safe it is for you to be open in your small southern town um but definitely make sure that you're you're doing it with your safety in mind um but yeah try to find ways to connect and or or be a part of the community um in a way that represents uh gay culture positively and and in the way that you want it done and then see who flocks to it Mm -hmm. and then give yourself those uh those opportunities um but, you know, aside from that, I would just say, you know, experience the world and, and, and see what, what exists out there for you. Yeah, I definitely, um, Gay Cities is a wonderful website um, that can give you all kinds of information on what's gay in what town, um, in what city. And so you can look around you and see what there is to offer. Also, you're, you're 28, but um, have you ever been to Pride? Um, because it is it is quite the experience, uh, and everyone should do it at least a couple of times. Um, and uh, so I definitely recommend that. Um, but yeah, either either see what you can do to build your community locally, or don't be afraid to strike out on your own and and leave. And and again, you don't have to leave the South. Like if you have family, if you have friends that are there that you really uh, love and would hate to leave, there are places that are probably within a couple of hours of you that you can move and get that part of your soul that you need and still connect with your family and be able to come home on the weekends or have them come visit you. You know, I don't, I've lived in a few different places in the South and there was never a place that was greater than two hours away. That wasn't what I would call a Mecca. So you can definitely find, uh, at least a livable place, if not an absolute Mecca. So. Sure. Absolutely. That was a great question though. Thank you so much for reaching out about that one. And again, please follow up and let us know, um, what happens yeah tag us in pictures of your first pride (laughs) absolutely as long as they're clothed (laughs) absolutely all right our second one um uh so i've been listening to podcasts for a while and something i've noticed is that you both have very different opinions on some topics uh do you feel that you and your partner share the same values that's interesting um i would say that we do i would say that that we can have different opinions in how we approach things. But I think that Marco and I um, both at our core want ourselves, each other, and pretty much everyone on the planet to be happy and to be healthy. Um, So while, you know, we've joked you and I a few times uh, about how I will try to calm the waters and you will, uh, you know, have no problem just plowing straight ahead. Um, but that doesn't mean that our values are any different. I mean, one of the first conversations we had, and we had it over and over and over as well, um, was about our values and about, you know, making sure that we had those things in common um, because they were important to us. Um, so about how we felt about family and about love and commitment and work and children and um, you know, our spirituality yeah. and yeah, and yeah, friendship, just all kinds of different things. So we have differing I wouldn't even say we have, I mean, 
you know, you're a third person listening, so you have a more objective approach. But my feeling is we don't have different opinions. We have different approaches of how to reach the same point. That's exactly what I would say. But I don't think you and I have different opinions. I think you and I are of the same opinion. I think we just express it a little bit differently. Um, So, no, I've never been worried about um, our value systems not lining up or uh, about them changing... um, you know, over time and sort of skewing away from each other. That that I think is at the heart of our foundation. So it's not something that can really concerns me. Yeah, I mean, I literally would say almost the exact same thing that you would say. I, you're the first person that I've ever been with where I felt like I've literally grown along with, mm-hmm. which is usually really hard in a relationship because usually yeah. one person grow like usually the couple grows in opposite directions right so it makes it very very challenging but you have literally been the first person that like i've been with that i feel like i'm growing along with like we are growing together um and much to your point yes i feel like the foundation our fundamental um uh, i don't know our beliefs in the way that we function as human beings is the same um, our approaches are completely different. Um, you know, I am a little, I, I'm not fearful. <laughs> um, and I do kind of hit things head on. Um, Tony tends to be a lot more cautious um, and a lot more pragmatic. Um, mm-hmm. And so things come, you know, you know, in a very, um, you know, uh, well thought out kind of way where I'm more of like a cannonball into the situation of figuring out whether or not I'm going to be able to swim. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not trying to get across to the other coast. <laughs> we're both <laughs> in the water. Yeah. We're both, yeah, yeah, we're both trying to get there. Tony may have floaties on. Um, why but, it gotta be floaties? I mean, because you like to be extra safe. Um, no, or, I would have one of those sort of blow up lounge chair bed things with the cup holder and it just sort of breezily going down. Yeah, I would puncture that. So anyways. Um, <laughs> Just saying I would have that. I wouldn't have floaties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, five. But, yeah. Aren't you, though? No, I'm um, four. So we, um, yeah, no, but I, I would say that, you know, we, we kind of have, we have the same values. Mm-hmm. We have the same goals in life. We have the same things that we're trying to accomplish. Uh, but we do approach them in, in kind of a, I wouldn't even say completely different, but in like a, a, a different manner. Like we're not necessarily approaching it from the same starting point. And I would say that that is a strength, um, especially in segments like this. You know, there is no right answer. There isn't one. Nothing fits everybody. Um, You know, I mean, we can agree on some, you know, basic common um, rules like being safe and, you know, being happy. Um, But there's nothing that fits any one person. And so I think it's important when you and I express differing opinions on the or differing approaches um, because I think it just highlights the fact that we don't know everything. We're just telling you what we think based on what sounds like it would be the healthiest option in the information you've given us. Um, and I actually, I think it's a great strength because it does show that, you know, what opposites attract people can, you know, have differing sense of, senses of themselves, but still connect with each other. Um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I think that's why this is, I I think that even, like, when we talk about this, like, we're not giving advice, right? Because I don't believe in giving advice. Hmm. I believe in giving guidance. And guidance, I think, comes by way of saying, this is what I've done and or this is what I know, and you can use that information in whatever way you want to Whereas advice is saying you need to do mm. this and and those things, and I I don't believe in giving advice because I think that advi- I I think that it's very detrimental. You don't walk in every person's shoes. You don't know what every person is going through. Like you can't tell this person what it is that they need to do from your perspective. That's just I think really harmful. But I can give you guidance. I can say, well, oh, my God, have you considered X, Y, and Z? If you've considered those things, then I think you have your answer. And, and how you feel about those things is, is kind of specific to you. Um, and that's just kind of always been my thing. So, again, Tony and I have the same values. We both have the same things that we try to come to. But I think we respect each other from coming at it in different ways. Mm. 
It's very sagacious of you. And now you all know a little bit better why I'm so crazy about my husband. <laughs> well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode's listener situations. It did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, make sure you guys uh, send in any of your listeners questions or comments or problems or opinions to us and uh, we will try to get you on the show. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in just a little bit. Ta-ta for now. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And hey, tell your friends. You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like for us to address here on the show. If you're in the New York City area, please don't forget to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Tony and I are going to harass your ears next week. And remember, it's okay to be sappy as shit.